Welcome to the community podcast for Rockdale, Newton, and Morgan counties. This podcast brings you the top stories from the Rockdale, Newton citizen and Morgan citizen. Today is Thursday, March 23rd, and it's National Puppy Day. I'm Bruce Jenkins, and here are your top stories presented by Drake Realty. Madison police are investigating a deadly shooting on Morgan Circle. The public is being asked to find a missing Newton County man and a Newton High School student earned a full ride to Mercer. Plus, we'll prepare for the Masters. Times Journal Incorporated sports editor John Benarowski got a special opportunity to play the course. Join us for the first part of his tour of Augusta National presented by Ingalls. These stories and more are coming up in today's edition of the Community Podcast for Rockdale, Newton and Morgan Counties. I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty. I want to share with small businesses one of the smartest moves we ever made in real estate. We bought our business properties and did not lease our offices, and we paid ourselves instead of our landlords. It was an additional revenue source for our company without any additional work. If you are two years in business and occupy over 50% of the space, you very well might qualify for a no money down loan to buy your business property whether it's an office property, retail, industrial, or any other number of commercial properties, you may qualify. Owning your business property could eliminate or reduce the check you send to the IRS. Owning your place of work will also enable you to use additional equity to borrow or save. Please call me at 678-708-6885 or visit drakerealty.com and see if we can help you build equity and wealth in your business. From the Morgan County Citizen, the Madison Police Department is investigating the shooting death of 17-year-old Kingsley Gibbs, who was shot three times during an altercation on the street on March 8th. Another teenager, Amun Sanford, was also hit in the gunfire, but has since been released from the hospital. Autopsy results and ballistic information from the scene are being analyzed by investigators, and the Georgia Bureau of Investigation is assisting with the case. The motive for the shooting is currently unknown, and police have not released any further information. From the Rockdale Newton Citizen, the Newton County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's assistance in locating a disabled man who went missing from his home in February. Deputies were called to the Moat Road home of Melvin Cooksey February 23rd, where his house was on fire. Cooksey, who was paralyzed on his left side, was not in the house when deputies arrived. Investigators have reasons to believe the fire was suspicious in nature and that Cooksey's disappearance is related to a vehicle that was seen in the area at the time. According to the NCSO, the vehicle was seen by a neighbor leaving Cooksey's home 30 minutes before the fire. The driver is believed to be a brown-skinned man and the passenger is described as a light brown-skinned woman. The tag displayed on the vehicle has been reported stolen in early February from another vehicle. The tag is a Kansas handicap plate with a number CO255. Anyone who has seen the vehicle with or without a tag is asked to contact Investigator French at the Newton County Sheriff's Office. Tipsers can remain anonymous. 
From the Morgan County Citizen, Buckhead has posted raising its 2,000-gallon water rate after a motion to raise the rates in May failed due to lack of support. Buckhead Town Council member John White had requested the rate increase, but council members Richard Harris and Bo Christian wanted to wait for the results from the new water meters that the municipality recently installed. However, the council is expected to raise the minimum rate from $18 to $25 in June. Buckhead has installed new water meters to improve its water system, which has been experiencing significant discrepancies in recording water usage due to outdated meters. From the Rockdale Newton Citizen, Dakia Knights, a senior at Newton High School and NCAA STEM Institute, has been awarded a full-ride stamp scholarship to attend Mercer University to study neuroscience with a minor in communication. The scholarship covers tuition, fees, room and board, and also provides Knights with a free Apple iPad. The program also includes up to a $16,000 enrichment stipend over four years for study abroad, undergraduate research, unpaid internships, and conference fees and travel. Knight plans to pursue advanced degrees in medicine and biomedical research to bridge the gap between research and field medicine. She hopes to help people and patients while conducting research. You deserve better than your bank. Better service, better rates, better solutions. If you live or work in Cobb County, now is the perfect time to make the switch to Credit Union of Georgia the better way to bank. Since 1960, Credit Union of Georgia has been providing Northwest Georgia with financial solutions that make sense for your home, business, and family. As a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative, our members are our mission. Not only will you get the best loan rates, you'll get personalized customer service from people who understand your needs. Plus, Credit Union of Georgia provides real convenience with a network of more than 30,000 accessible ATMs and branch locations across the country. Of course, there's also five locations right here in Cobb County. Ready to see how much better your banking can be with Credit Union of Georgia? Become a member today or apply for a loan online by visiting cuofga.com. Dot org. Credit Union of Georgia is a better way to solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a stable, dry foundation. With over 30 years of experience and a lifetime of support, residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. For basement waterproofing and repairs to your foundation. Dial 678 ESOG now. And now our friends at Ingalls Markets join the program to learn how we can all get more fiber in our diet. Hi, this is Leah McGrath. I'm the corporate dietitian for Ingalls Markets, and I'm here to answer your food and nutrition questions. You can write to me through the Ingalls Markets website at ingalls-markets.com, and then click on the wellness tab, and you can find exactly where you can send me a question. So here's a question I got recently. My question is, my doctor said I need to get more fiber. So what are some foods that I can eat to get more fiber and can I just take supplements for this? So in the United States, most of us fall woefully short of the amount of fiber we should be getting. The dietary guidelines recommend we get about 25 grams of fiber a day. And for most of us, we're only probably getting about half that much. Fiber is found in fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, seeds, and whole grains. And fun fact, 
popcorn is actually a whole grain. So the benefits of fiber are manifold, and I'm not sure exactly why their doctor wanted them to have fiber, but fiber can help improve our digestion, make us feel more full and more satisfied. It may even help lower our blood sugar and lower our cholesterol. So there's a lot of different benefits to fiber. There are foods that have no fiber in them. So things like meat, milk, dairy, eggs, chicken, fish, fats, none of those foods had fiber. So when you're thinking about a meal, you wanna combine your foods with fiber with those foods that don't have any fiber. And that's gonna give you the best balance of a meal. So why can't you just take a bunch of fiber supplements and have done with it? Well, fiber supplements only provide you usually with one kind of fiber. So your body likes a lot of different kinds of fiber. Also, those foods with fiber, like the fruits and vegetables and the beans and the nuts and the seeds, they have other benefits to them. They have vitamins and minerals, which are micronutrients. And then they have those macronutrients like carbohydrates, protein, and even some fat. So don't just think of those foods as a source of fiber. They have a lot of other benefits besides just fiber. So trying to get more fiber in your diet may start off with breakfast. If you have an omelet, maybe put some vegetables in your omelet, like spinach or chopped tomatoes, or add some fruit to a side plate, or make sure your cereal is a whole grain cereal. With lunch, if you're a sandwich person, load up that sandwich with a lot of different vegetables, peppers, tomatoes, lettuce, onions, all of that will help you move towards that 25 grams or more of fiber a day. When you're thinking about snacks, have maybe some nuts as a snack or a piece of fruit as a snack, or maybe some raw vegetables with a dip or some hummus as a snack. And then dinner time, really think about kind of making half of that dinner plate vegetables. And it can be a salad, it can be raw vegetables, it can be steamed or roasted vegetables, it really doesn't matter. And then, you know, to top off your day, if you're the kind of person who likes that little bit of sweetness at the end of a meal, maybe think about having a bowl of fruit as your dessert. Or if you have those like after dinner munchies, maybe thinking about having a bowl of a whole grain cereal that's low in sugar. And that will also help push you over that 25 grams of fiber a day threshold. Can you actually overdo it with the fiber? That's a great question. So you could overdo it with fiber if you maybe ate foods that were really high in fiber and weren't drinking enough fluid, it could kind of work against you. Or you might feel maybe very bloated and have some more unpleasant GI symptoms if you overdid it with the fiber. But it's kind of a self-limiting situation. Like you can only eat so much. Like for example, kale, you can't eat like truckloads of kale. It's just not gonna be able to consume that much. So that's the kind of the beauty of doing it naturally. Thanks for listening to Ask the Dietitian with Leah McGrath, the Ingalls Dietitian. And if you have nutrition questions or food questions that you want answered, be sure and go to the Ingalls website at ingalls-markets.com and click on the wellness tab and you can send me your question and I'll get back to you as soon as I can.
The town of Buckhead will hold its annual Old Buckhead Days celebration on April 8th. The event will begin with a 5K run at 8.30 a.m. and will be followed by more than 25 craft vendors at the town's Davis White Park. The festival will include food from a food truck, events for children, and an Easter egg hunt held by the Buckhead Baptist Church. The celebration will last from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. From the Rockdale Newton Citizen, proponents of changing Rockdale County's form of government hope that other members of the county's legislative delegation will sign on to sponsor HB 741, a bill that would increase membership on the Board of Commissioners from three to five and establish a county manager form of government. State Representative Rhonda Taylor, a Democrat from Conyers, introduced the legislation after straw polls on the subject in the November 2022 general election indicated strong interest among both parties. If passed, the bill would appear as a referendum on a November ballot for a yes or no vote. The five districts would be drawn based on the 2020 census. The District 2 seat, which was filled in November 2022, would not come up for election until 2026. And now, as we get closer to the start of the 2023 Masters, Times Journal Incorporated sports editor John Bednarowski joins the show to take us on a tour of Augusta National presented by Ingalls. John, you've had the, as we talked about, you had the unique privilege of getting to play Augusta National. So what we're going to do now, and we're going to go through these holes, and let, let's get your impression having played at Augusta National. You get ready to play, and the first thing you do is you head out to the... Uh, driving range and they assign you a caddy and my caddy was named David <laughs> and uh, I got out there and it's funny because uh, you know when you have a real job like us right you know you don't get to play nearly as much golf as you'd like uh, and I had been out of practice you know I think I'd played once or twice over the previous year year and a half so i'm i'm out there and the first thing i did is i looked at david and i said all right uh i'm going to apologize now it's going to be the only time that i do um, just get it out of the way exactly and um you know i got out there and i started warming up and for some unknown reason i was hitting the ball on the club face um so it's like okay you know, I'm not getting my hopes up. But then I go over to the uh, to the practice green, and we were able to use the tournament range, tournament practice green to warm up. <clears throat> and uh, I started rolling it. And, and, you know, if you can't put a good roll on those greens, there's something wrong. Right. And I quickly started to get a feel for the speed. And, you know, if you haven't played golf in a long time, the first things that go are your touch and your short. Of game. course. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm rolling the ball pretty good, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm like, okay. And then you get the uh, you get the call. Okay, you guys are on the tee. So we get over to the first tee. Were you and, nervous? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you get over to the first tee, and now. Thank goodness we're not playing the tournament course. Right. There, because I'd still be out there. <laughs> uh, but uh, they have you play the membership tees. Uh, but still, you get out there, and the head pro is out there on the tee, starting everybody. You get pictures with your group. And there's a number of Augusta National 
players and you know i don't know if they're members or you know uh, staff or whatever but they're they're out there to send you off and the the head pro puts his hand on my shoulder and says it's your honor i'm going oh great i gotta wow. go first <laughs> so i put the peg in the ground i get up there <clears throat> and i tee off and I look up, and I've hit just the nicest little, you know, straight down the middle with just a little bit of a fade. It goes out there about 240, 250 yards. And it's like, I need to just go home now because it's not going to get any better Yeah, you than jackpotted that. your first pull, so to speak. <laughs> so, so, you know, off and running. And I start thinking, you know, this is the same spot that Nicholas and Palmer and Player and Watson right. and all those, uh, all the greats. They're, you know, they're just one. And I'm just trying to soak it all in. And it, it was interesting because one of the gentlemen in my group uh, had never before played a round of golf and got selected. Wow. And uh, it was a former football player. From, See, now, if I was out there, you wouldn't think I had either, but that's just how bad I am. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, well, this gentleman <laughs> was a former football player from East Carolina, and he was doing East Carolina TV. Okay. And um, he gets out there. And, you know, when you're a football player, a, a baseball player, basketball player, you know, there's athletic ability that comes into play – in every instance, okay? Yeah. And now here's a ball that's not moving. Right. And they put a stick in your hand and... With he, one flat side. Yeah, and, and you know, what happens when you take your first swing at a golf ball that you've ever done? It's, you know, right. it, can be, it can be very humbling. <laughs> it can be very humbling on your one millionth swing. Well... <laughs> you know, long story short there, eventually, by the time he got into the middle of the round, you know, eye-hand coordination was starting to catch up a little bit. Sure. And, you know, it, he hit a couple of good shots and all that. And, and he he did have time. But I sit there and I've, I've always thought, it's like, okay, you've set the bar so high for the level of golf courses that you're playing. There's There's no way you can do any better than that. But... Anyway, I walked down the uh, uh, first fairway with my uh, with my caddy, and my ball came to rest in the middle of the upslope, and uh, I did not hit a good second shot, but it did go straight. So uh, I had about thirty yards short of the green, and like I said, you know, if you don't play for a while, the short game's the first thing to go, right? Right. So I've got this little flip wedge that I'm trying to hit in there. And I know, you know, you could try to open the open the club face and take it in high and see if you can get it land. And I'm going, I don't, that I, I know for a fact I haven't practiced enough to pull that off. So I hit a little pitching wedge and I hit it into the slope. And the thing hops up, rolls uh, to the top of the plateau and stops about six feet behind the hole. And I'm going... Who's playing this? <laughs> I missed the putt and made five. Right. But it was like, okay, that's acceptable. So, you know, then I then I head over to number two. Number two is par five down the hill. Dog leg left. And again, I get up there and I hit a good drive. And then I hit a, uh, 
three iron second shot down into the uh, uh, low part, down by the crosswalk where the where the fans will go uh, across the fairway to get to the different holes. Now, <clears throat> the second hole, the green slopes from left to right, and it is drastic. And usually on Sunday, and in this case, the pin is tucked behind the bunker on the right-hand side. It's about five feet onto the green. Now, if you hit it in the right place, the slope will sit there and bring it we'll all the way you, down right. to the hole. I'm hitting eight iron in for my third shot, and I pull it just a little bit left. If I would have hit it where I wanted to, I think I would have gotten it on that slope where it would have carried it down. Instead, I stayed way up on top. I've got 50 feet, and it's <clears throat> Gary McCord. When, uh, when he was uh, calling golf for uh, CBS Sports, uh, when he first started, he was at the Memorial Tournament. He was up in the... Uh, Best mustache ever, by the way. Oh, yeah. He was <laughs> up in the tower with Vern Lundquist, and Vern said uh, you know, they were on 16 at uh, uh, Memorial... And they've got a hill similar to that, but it's behind the green. And somebody had hit their ball up there, and Vern says, Gary, what has he got? He says, well, take a ball and chip it onto your driveway and see if you can get it to stop. You know, that's kind of the putt that right. I had. And now, one thing you learn very quickly is regardless of how good of a player you are, you're never going to read the Augusta National Greens correctly. Right. And one of the things that I told David when I was uh, out there is I used to be a good player. I mean, there was a time where I had my handicap down to one or two. So I used to be a good player. I want to read the greens. And after I'm done reading the greens, then you're going to tell me where to put the ball. Because these guys have knowledge of sure, like unbelievable. So I, I think by the end of the round, I would have gotten about four greens correct. So he lines it up, and he says he he points to a spot about fifteen feet in front of me, and I'm putting away from the hole, kind of up the hill. And he says, "Get it to roll over this spot." Almost where you're dying, it right there. I got up there, hit what I thought was a good putt. It rolled right over that spot, and it started trickling. And it rolled all the way around the back edge of the green, came all the way back down to the hole, went by the hole. I had four feet coming back, and I made the putt for par. Wow. And again... That's when I should have walked off the golf course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you were listening to John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal. John had the recent privilege of getting to play at Augusta National. And, John, I, don't, I just want to keep people up to date in case they're, they're joining this somewhere past the beginning. So, so uh, I've started bogey par, and now I'm going to the third hole. Now, the third hole is a very short par four. For the pros, it's about 350. Right. And, you know, some pros are uh, debating whether or not to try and drive the green. There's a big slope right in front of the green, which if you drive it into, you know, 
I don't want to say it leaves with a uh, leaves you with a simple pitch shot. It you know it probably is for them, but I mean it's uh, the the third green is almost like an L, and the pin is always on the left hand side uh, because it's very thin, uh, not very deep when you're hitting your approach shot. Well, I get up on the third tee and I, I, I'm feeling really good about myself because I've started par, uh, bogey par and, uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, maybe I can actually shoot a score. And um, I came back down to earth in a hurry. Uh, I hit my tee shot. I was in the, in the fairway. And then my second shot, I had six iron in and I hit it into the left hand bunker. And some of the bunkers at Augusta National, um, in and this one in this case, uh, it's like you hit it at the base of a mountain, and then you're trying to get it out of the sand up over this. I mean, you're looking at uh, 20 feet uh, to get to the putting surface height uh, to get over the lip. And I left my first shot in the bunker. And the second one I got out, but it went considerably past uh, past the pin. And uh, I two-putted for uh, my first double bogey of the day. Uh, so, it, you know, it's a humbling experience. All of a sudden, you go from uh, the high to, okay... I am not a professional golfer. Right. I'm a sports <laughs> editor. <laughs> right. It's a tough sport. <laughs> no doubt about it. Your smile is your best feature, so why trust anyone but the best with it? Atlanta native Dr. Brock Pumphrey and the team at Atlanta Center for Advanced Periodontics are ready to help you get the most out of your smile. With two locations that offer state-of-the-art technology and a friendly, welcoming atmosphere, Atlanta Center for Advanced Periodontics is your place for oral care. Find them online at advancedperioatl.com or give them a call at 404-876-4867 for the Midtown location and 770-442-1010 for the Roswell location. No referral necessary. Get your tickets today for the Georgia Food and Wine Festival, March 24th through the 26th at Jim R. Miller Park in Marietta. The Georgia Food and Wine Festival will celebrate the best of Georgia in the South, from its culinary superstars and beverage experts to farmers, artisans, live musicians, and more. For more information and to buy tickets, head to georgiafoodandwinefestival.com. The Georgia Food and Wine Festival at Marietta's Jim R. Miller Park, March 24th through the 26th. Thanks again for listening to today's community podcast. You're home for the top news from Morgan, Rockdale, and Newton counties. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and please share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. You can also add us to your Alexa flash briefing or your Google home briefing and be sure to like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, executive producer. Jacob Sutherland, director. Producers Jason Gentarola and Matt Golden and Jin Rei Zhang, video producer. All rights reserved.